So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, got a great review from Jim Gilbert. Good details on many items that are not obvious to the average learner. This course is great. A review of the Certified Listing Agent course, Jim Gilbert. Thank you, Jim. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. All right, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great guest today. Got Mr. Mark Pattison on the line. Coming out of San Diego, originally from Seattle, and uh, man, he is knocking things up. I, you know, I get a lot of uh, questions on uh, Facebook and on social media about, hey, Pat, I'm a rookie, and I went to the top, top agent in our marketplace, and they didn't return my calls. Da, 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 da. What should I do? How should I get a mentor? How should I learn? And I said, look, don't do that. I said, go, go to the rookie of the year at your office for the prior year and find out what they did. And I tell this to people that are in a slump. I tell this to people who want to increase, you know, uh, their volume because they've been stuck at the same volume for 10 years. I tell it to everybody. If you listen to the guys and the girls that are newer in the business and have done things recently, you'll propel your business. And that's exactly what we have here today with Mark. Only been in the business three years and absolutely kicking it. Going to sell 75 houses this year. And and uh, anyways, I'm excited. So, uh, Mark, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right. Thanks, Pat, for having me. The, uh, the, I cannot agree with you more about that statement on finding the seasoned person versus finding the rookie. When I started out, I did that. I was like, why can't I get this seasoned agent to help me out? And, and when I finally did find two seasoned agents, I was like, man, they come into office at 11 and they leave by two, but they sell 30 homes a year. What are they doing? <laughs> but I didn't realize everything was referrals. So right. yeah. when you're brand new, no one refers you people, unfortunately. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I love it. So, so why don't you give everybody a little rundown on, on you so they can get to know you better? Yeah. So I, uh, I've always been in sales, but I never knew what I wanted to do for a career. So I, you know, I worked in Nordstrom in sales in college, uh, worked for Groupon as a sales rep uh, in Chicago. And then after having bad weather in Seattle and Chicago, I said, well, I want to move to Southern California. Uh, what should I do there? So I, I did what everyone else does and I got my real estate license. I met two seasoned agents who I worked for on their team for the very beginning. 
can I learn the, the ropes? And I, I worked with them for about six months. Uh, I started in August uh, of that year. And by December, I had sold nine homes. So, um, well, how many months? Like, I think I started August 15th. So, uh, September, October, November. So, four and a half months, I sold nine homes my first year. Wow. That was great. Like, I was, I was killing it. Two also, months. I mean, just, yeah, from day one. Yeah, but I was spending, like, all of it not realizing there's expenses. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. It's addictive. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, and you don't learn about any of that kind of stuff until you surround yourself with good people. So, you know, learning how to budget and, and know the highs and lows of the business and when things are going to happen and when you need to reinvest money into your business to make yourself grow. You know, you can always do 12 transactions a year, but if you're not treating it like a business and having the right people around, um, that can change. So that made me switch to my current broker, talking about finding the right people. Um, my current broker is Jesse Zagorski, mm. and he has been in the business for about 15, 20 years, and he is just a real estate guru. He knows absolutely everything. Well, in comparison to me, he knows everything. And even though he's been in the business uh, 15 to 20 years, he acts as if every day is his first day. So he's always willing to learn the next new thing. And that's what I think our relationship has just flourished because he's always reinventing himself. He's learning how to do new, um, new listing presentations, new clients, always trying to grow his business. And if, if you surround yourself with those types of people, you, it's almost impossible to not succeed. Um, but if you're around kind of the traditional brokerage where, you know, and not knocking any types of coaching or anything, it just doesn't work for me. Um, if you're around the traditional old school realtors, like I said, most of their business comes from referrals. So you can't learn much from that. Wow. Yeah. Love me some Jesse. I mean, he's been on the show a couple of times and, and there's some amazing stuff. What a great guy to learn from. All right. So we want to talk about how, right? We want to get to the nitty gritty of this, right? So first of all, everyone's listening to this thinking, okay, how in the hell did you sell nine houses in your first four and a half months? Uh, yes. In a city that I'm not from. So I had no right. spirit. Yeah. And I love that, by the way. I love how you said, hey, it was too rainy in Chicago and too rainy in Seattle. So I, I just moved to California. I mean, God, if all, if all of us could have that sort of mindset of, you know, creating, being in control of our environment, I think that it would be a happier world. But, but nonetheless, how'd you do it? So, uh, you know, I, I think it was the turning point of uh, coming up on my 30th birthday. And when you're in your 20s, it's fun to be a kid and play around and jump from job to job. Uh, you know, I worked at Microsoft. I worked at Groupon. I, I had some great careers, quote unquote, but I always got bored. And so when I figured if I'm moving to Southern California and I'm, and I'm doing real estate, it was almost like the uh, burn the ships, you know, there's no turning back. And there's the day-to-day the -day I learned from watching other agents that are just a little bit further ahead than me. So, you know, someone who, if you're starting out, Go to someone that's maybe selling 12 deals a year and find out from them, how, how are you doing it? You know? So one thing that I mastered, I just started YouTubing every single thing possible. So it was how to do an open house, how to do a buyer presentation, how to do a listing presentation. How, you know, I went after that market and every open house that I started doing, I came with facts and information. I didn't just stand there and say, hey, this is the house, walk around, let me know if you have any questions come with value because those clients are going to five or six open houses. What makes you different? So I learned, you know, the different tax rates in the areas and I learned the different school districts so that when someone does ask me a question, I don't have to say, uh, uh, you know, you're supposed to be the expert, be the expert. Uh, and that's how I treated it. I treated it like a career and, and just really educated myself probably 
overeducated to where I was a little nervous to even start. Um, I like to kind of be a know-it-all. If I'm going to tell someone some information, I want to make sure I'm correct. So I read, you know, a couple books a month and was watching all these videos. And, and that's true. I, I was kind of self-trained. Um, and I, I came across while doing one of these videos, I bought a Tom Ferry Breakthrough by Design. And it was $300. And I was like, oh my gosh, $300, this thing better work. Mind you, now I pay $2,500 a month for coaching with Tom Ferry. Uh, but I was scared to invest 300 bucks. So Wow. wow. Yeah, well, it's great lessons. Great lessons there. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about some nitty gritty. Um, all right. So first of all, how many houses have you sold in the last 12 months? Uh, me personally, um, so I run a team. I started in January. Uh, my team in the last 12 months has sold, I think we're at uh, like 68. Um, well, we'll, by December, we'll hit 75 for my team. Okay. And what's your, as we like to call ECI, your ego commission income on that? Um, what does that mean? Yeah. Your total gross. What are you going to gross? Um, let me look and see. I'll do the math real quick. I can pull up my chart. I track everything by the way. So any deal, I know where it came from, where it originated, what cost it me, you know, it cost me for that sale. Um, yeah, so last 12 months, you know, what's what total, total eight, eight, 843,000. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And so what's your profit margin on that? Um, right now I'm running at a 46% profit margin. So you'll make uh, 450 grand this year, let's say. Yes. Okay. And, uh, is this your most money you've ever made? Yes, by far. All right. I've never, okay. I've never had a job longer than six months. But okay. I've never been. I've never been fired. But you've never made four hundred grand in a year, so you probably it's probably enough incentive to stick with this one, right? Oh yeah, I've never made more than a hundred grand until real estate. Okay, beautiful. So you, <laughs> yeah. So what'd you make your first year? Do you know what? What'd you profit your first year? First year you didn't have a team, so you didn't really have much yeah. expenses. But what'd you profit? Um, you know? Like tax return income. I'll look and see. Am I on my first year? I think it was probably like uh, I think it was like the very first year. I only worked a couple months. So, right. so like full year, my first full year, I think I made like two fifty. Okay. Wow. And before that, the year before that, it was about a hundred. It was only uh, four months. Year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Okay. So now you're making four fifty a year net, which is awesome. Right. And um, my goal next year is eight sixty three. net, right? Yeah. Net. Okay. Well, curious. How are you going to do that? Hire more people. Okay, so you're <laughs> going to keep leveraging yourself. So what? Yeah. So tell me this year, you've obviously, you've only been in business three years and you've only started a team in January of this year. So let's say one year almost. What, um, what have you done this year? You know, hiring a team, that sort of thing. Tell me about your transition there. Yeah. So at the very beginning, it was, um, you know, I, I, I doubted myself. I didn't know if I would be able to train or coach an agent when I had such little amount of experience. But Jesse, my broker and my team lead, I was a buyer's agent for Jesse, by the way, last year. Um, so he said, Mark, you're by far ready. Just do it. Any questions you have, just come to me. So when I started out, I created this team. And, and I, like I said, the people who I went to when I wanted to learn were people a little bit further ahead than me. So I figured if I found agents that are new, um, they don't know any differently. You know, I could probably teach them the world in comparison. Whereas I look at Jesse in comparison to me, I think Jesse knows so much more. So that's how I kind of started. I figured if I'm going to recruit agents, I'm going to recruit brand new 
fresh agents, um, less than a year in the business. And right now I have, um, four producing and four brand new. So it is, it's a constant evolution, uh, of who to hire and, and, who to look for because when I started out, like I said, I didn't know who to look for. Um, the people that I thought would crush it in real estate ended up not selling a thing. And I would let them be on the team for six months and not sell anything. Now I've started a little bit more, you know, regulating and, and coming up with rankings. And so they know where they stand on the team at any given moment. And there is a certain cut. How do you cut do off. that? How do you, how do you rank them? And is it public and t- talk yeah. about that? So the, the rankings are public within the team. So every Monday we have a meeting and we go through and we talk about our rankings. So um, I've ranked them by quartile. So Q1 is the best and that's selling um, two or more. Well, every year I'm changing it and, and per person it matters too. But more, essentially it's um, three or more homes a month sold. Uh, Q2 is two or more homes a month sold. Q1 is one home a month and Q4, which is the, the last quarter quartile, is a home every other month. If you're in the last quartile for three months, then you're gone. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So it's kind of a 90-day, if you can't get something going in 90 days, our minimum is one a month. So. Okay. Okay. I like that. And I like how it's out there and everybody knows. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, not necessarily this year, but your first two years, because I think anybody can learn from, you know, what you've actually done physically, what you have done and what methods you've used and what software you use and what apps you use and what, you know, actions you took to do your business as a solo agent. So, you know, you made 250 as a solo agent, tell me about like what your day looked like in order to do that. What time did you get up? What time did you start working? When you did work, how did, what type of work did you do? How did you end the day? Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah. So when I started out, um, definitely the, the very first team I was on, uh, you know, I said they'd show up at 11 and end by two. I was showing up around 10 because that was earlier than them, and I thought that was good enough. Uh, once I started getting into the routine of things, though, I, I start my day just like a normal job. You know, you treat this like a career. Most people get into real estate for the flexibility to work whenever they want, uh, but you have to be regimented. You know, I would get in the office at 8 a.m., and I would usually start out, I don't know if anyone have read Miracle Morning. It's a great book. Um, start your morning off right. So 
do your morning exercises, your affirmations, your gratitude, get in the right mindset because that's huge. Real estate is going to rip you to pieces if you don't have a strong mindset. Uh, I, it still does it to me. I'm a little bit better these last couple months, but you start with a strong mindset every single morning and have that routine. And I think that is going to catapult you into a successful career. The other thing I think was huge for me was hiring a real estate coach. So someone that you paid to hold you accountable. There's a lot of offices that okay, offer. So stop me there. So, okay. So someone that you pay to hold you accountable, tell me what they held you accountable to. Every single week with my real estate coach, they would assign me homework. And by the so next give week, me an example of homework. Um, so for, I have a horrible memory, but for right now, what I'm working on is um, the onboarding process. So from a new hire, what they would do in their first 90 days on the team and explain why I'm having him do that. In, okay, so and explain it to me. Tell me what the, new, what the first 90 days looks, looks like on your team. Biggest thing is you know, going through your sphere and, and database, labeling every single person that you know and getting all of their information, email, address, phone number, and inputting them into your CRM. So you know a lot more people than you think you know, and you need to just Google um, you know, sphere of influence, database jo memory jogger. And it'll pull up every single list of person, your hairstylist, your, you know, your mailman. You can add all those people to your list. And then you start marketing to those people. Uh, another thing that's huge for us is, uh, you know, the team events. So doing like uh, happy hours, making sure that the new agents on the first 90 days are inviting their, their clients or their friends because they have zero clients, inviting their friends and sphere of influence to those happy hours to let people know that they're in the business. My biggest tool that has been free that I've used and what I suggest every new agent to use is social media. So I've had a few agents that have onboarded and they're like, oh, I don't want to post that I'm a realtor. And the biggest reason why I think they don't want to post their realtor is they're scared they're going to fail. And then they're, you know, then they're going to look stupid to their friends that they post. So do you tell them that? Say the only reason you wouldn't post is because you're scared you're going to fail? Yeah, because it's true. Like if you're not wanting to post on social media to get a client, you are absolutely crazy. You're telling me I've, I've had numerous sales over a million dollars on social media alone. So you're saying for $30,000, you won't post a Snapchat of you or, or a, a video of you at an open house. Like, yeah, that's right. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. So where does most of your business come from currently? Currently, Sphere of Influence and uh, online leads. So Zillow and Realtor.com. Okay. And so... Um, do you have any secrets there for Zillow and Realtor.com or is it just the same, you know, um, same as anybody else that's successful with that speed to lead? And, speed uh, to lead is huge and follow up. So the average person thinks that online leads suck and it's online leads don't suck. The Realtor sucks. That doesn't know the scripts. So when someone says know the scripts, it's not knowing, hi, Mar this is Mark with, you know, live, love San Diego homes. You need to know the scripts and is that you can lead the conversation. So one script that I use is LP Mama. It's an acronym for location, price, motivation, agent, money, or mortgage, and appointment. And every conversation I have, I go through LP Mama. And uh, you, you, that helps guide the conversation. You can call that a script, or I just say it's kind of like an outline. So know your outline or your scripts, so that when you are talking to a client, you can guide the conversation. Um, the other thing is, is always go for the appointment. You're going to have to ask for the appointment more than once. And it's typical, it's between call 10 and call 15 is when you actually set the appointment. Um, this is your general online. Oh, okay, let, let me stop you there. So listen to this, guys. Call 10 and call 15 that you set the appointment. Call 10 and call 15. 
And that's that's the I mean, average. I mean, that's that that right there is is probably some massive secret sauce. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, we've all heard speed the lead, but you're the first person I've heard say call ten to call fifteen is average for you. You know? I yeah. mean, that's that's some good. Maybe sauce. I'm not as good. <laughs> I'm not as good, but I don't give up. No. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No, I think the average agent, they say, like, I talk to my Zolo rep all the time. They say the average agent gives up on, like, call two or three. And when someone's shopping for a property, they'll click through. And a lot of my agents, I know they'll be like, oh, I don't want to bother them. This is when they first start out. But now I know in the interview process, I say, you're going to have to call 10 to 15 times to one person before they're yeah, even going to no, I love that. I, I, you know, I was talking to a guy earlier, I had a sign in the background, and he said, it said something like, persist until failure quits. Yep. That's exactly it. And, and when someone shops online, they're clicking on multiple profiles. So they're not just getting a call from you. So if you think you're bothering them by calling them four times, well, there's six other agents that are only going to call them four times, call them 10 more, and they'll give you 30 grand. Like, think of it that way. And when you, and when you first started, is that, is that how you did it? Is that, were you basically just a, an online lead buyer uh, working, you know, working? No, I had no money. No, I had no money. And online leads in Southern California, people were like, oh, your price point, your price point. Well, my online lead in 92103 was $312 per lead. So yes, we do have a higher price point, but also I have a higher expense per lead. That just So when I was brand new, to spend $312 on a lead with a 5% conversion, it was just way too much money for me to even think. Wow. So what'd you do? I, I did, a, like I said, a lot of open houses um, and, and just knowing the facts when someone comes into your open house. People, I, I interviewed an agent this morning and she's like, you know, I hear mixed reviews about online leads and open houses. And I said, it's all about, it's the agent. That's the mixed review. It's not the, you know, the opportunities there in every single, you know, you yeah, whenever there's mixed reviews, it's just, it just means one's better than the other, right? Exactly. And, and it said mixed review. There's always, you know, it all goes back to the agent. And like me, like when I do an open house, most agents set out five signs. Maybe I set out 40. Nice. <laughs> I door knock a hundred doors. I bring, I bring champagne and beer. So you want people to hang out with you and, and make sure that they know that you're friendly and they can know, like, and trust you. And if you can convince someone to know, like, and trust you in a five minute walkthrough of a house, it's, it's very hard, but you've got to have that welcoming personality come with energy, come with, that's, you know, that's funny because a lot of people say, Oh, I don't want creepers hanging out and stuff like that. And you're thinking the opposite. You bring cold beer and then you're like, can I, get you, can I get your beer? How many people take you up and say, yeah, sure, I'll get a cold one? 95%. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999.
And then next thing you know, they're, they're sitting there drinking, hanging out with you. Everything slows down. You're getting to know them. Yep. You know? every, so every, I should do more open houses because every open house, I get at least one client into escrow. And I, the thing that it is, is when you're brand new, you have the time to do it. So if you're doing the open house, do the 40 signs and go to signsonthecheap.com. It's $2.50 a sign. Like, it's not expensive. So don't use that. It's on the cheap.com. I'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. The, if, and you need to go door knock a hundred doors. The only thing that, that that's sweat equity. You can go to a print shop and get, I think Walgreens is doing a penny per flyer printing color. So check and Google these deals out because you can get stuff for super cheap. Don't print it. Your office brokerage that charges 25 cents a color copy or 50 cents a color copy. Oh yeah. A penny, huh? At yeah, Walmart now. Wow. That's crazy. Walmart or Walgreens or I think it's Walgreens. Okay. I don't think I'd go, yeah. Walgreens, I think does it. Um, and then, you know, go out and do the sweat equity door knock and just talk to people. And when you're door knocking, you for your say, open yeah. house, when you're door knocking for your open house, it truly is. Hey, so we're listing the house down the street. Even if it's not your listing, you could say, don't lie, but say, you know, we, it's just listed down the street. And, you know, the seller wanted us to come out and notify all the neighbors. We're going to be there from one to four Saturday and Sunday. And I don't door knock the day of the open house. I'll door knock like maybe the Thursday. Um, say we're going to be the Saturday and Sunday door knock around five o'clock when people are home or depending on your market. Um, people get off work at three o'clock in San Diego because it's like a 10 to three city. <laughs> they don't do nine to five here. They, and then come back on that day and you can door knock again. Or if you had a great conversation with someone, door knock on that same house. Always, always, always door knock the expireds and kind of be like, wasn't your house on the market? Are you the new owner? Oh, you're the old owner. You guys didn't sell. What happened? That's really cool. Yeah. So door knock, the, you know, go do a hundred door knocks for every open house and purposely door knock any expired and even and FISBO. a mile radius. <laughs> yeah. And, and if it's a FISBO, be like, oh no, I'm not other realtors. I don't care to list your home. I just wanted to invite you to the open house so I can show you that I'm going to sell your neighbor's house before yours. <laughs> Essentially say that in like a friendly way. Like a joke. Yeah. Like a joke. And, and be like, this is what we do to get your house sold. And then if they come to your, if a FISBO person comes to your open house, that's gold. It's like, all right, <laughs> then it gives you the opportunity to go back over there and say, hey, what'd you think of my open house? And if there was like 50 people there, they're going to think, wow, how'd you get that many people in there? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. The other thing that's huge is um, you can do a Facebook ad for an open house. It's pretty cheap. Tell me and about that. So just doing a geo-targeting ad, um, go into Facebook and you can Google, you know, how to do it. But basically it's, you're, you're targeting right around your area and you can put a limit like $5 a day, but advertise maybe the week up to it. Say, you know, we'll be at the open house from, you know, 12 to four on Saturday and Sunday. Hope to see you there. Stop by for mimosas and check out your neighbor's house. The other flyer that I found that it's, um, that's worked quite well. It says like, look what your neighbor did. And then that's like the big headline. Look what your neighbor did. Or do you want to see the inside of your neighbor's home? Everyone wants to see the inside of their neighbor's house. So it, it kind of intrigues people to come by. Um, and then another one that I do, since we're on the topic of um, Facebook, I've really focused on this year is the year of the sphere for me for 2018. And I want to, because I have so many people, I've lived here four years now. I've got so many people that I know in this, in this town that I want to get my database up to 400 people where I'm sending birthday cards um, every single month, sending them a, a letter. Uh, sending them my just sold, all that stuff to my sphere. You can also take every email from your sphere and people that you know and put it into a customer audience on Facebook 
and advertise them. I do it currently and people see me around town and they're, and it's all my sphere of influence, friends, past clients. They're like, God, how much do you spend on Facebook? I'm, I see you every single day, but they don't know as I'm, I'm targeting just to them. Even though I just sold them a home, I want them to think about real estate. I want them to think about me nonstop. So every single person that's, that I sold a home to sees me on Facebook every single day as a sponsored ad. And it costs me like a dollar fifty a day. Yeah, nothing, right? Nothing. It's super, it's super cheap. And they don't click on anything. It's no call to action. It's just brand awareness. Yeah, and they just think that, man, you know, Mark's everywhere. You know, he's yep. spinning. Mark is like, you know, I see, I see Mark's ads before I see some of these agents' ads that are, that are spending millions on advertising, which is actually something to think about really hard. Like, you could be an agent with 10 billboards thinking that everybody's going to see your shit on the billboards. But if someone else is paying $1.50 a day to take the space on their Facebook feed, which people are starting to use more and more and more and more, right? It's, uh, you're wrong. You know, he's spending one millionth of the cost and, and getting all their attention. And it's someone that already knows, likes, and trusts you. So many people will get their past clients they sell the home. It's a done deal. Like I want those past clients to refer me business. I want those past clients to use me. I've been in, so I've had my license two and a half years. I just sold four homes of past clients this year. Yeah. I keep Weird, in touch huh? with everyone. Yeah. It's only been the two year mark. I feel like I shouldn't even be getting repeat clients yet. Shouldn't, yeah. Well, yeah. Lucky, lucky you, you know, they probably all had appreciation. Yeah. Or referrals from people. I sold one family, five homes and they're all around the million dollar price point. So tell me about that. So it was a, it was a Facebook lead. Actually, uh, someone on Facebook saw my broker, went to high school with them. They were living in Fiji and they're like, wow, are you doing real estate? And this is as I was a buyer's agent for Jesse. And uh, Jesse's like, hey, Mark, do you want to take this client of mine? I went to high school with this girl. So I sold her a home. And then while she was in Fiji, she never saw the house. I showed it to her. I sold it over FaceTime. What? And her, I've sold a few homes like that, actually. Four homes uh, over FaceTime where they've never stepped foot in the house. And you just, you just went to the houses and you had your FaceTime on and, and you yep. walked around. And, and Yeah. I always had either a friend or a family member meet me there and they would kind of give them the like go ahead. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't want to be the go ahead person. <laughs> you come and show up. I had one where I sold this person a, a house, this New Yorker flew out and he was like, I freaking hate this house. His daughter and I were like, we love the house. Oh, shit. So we canceled and uh, sold them another house. So it, it has happened once where the person hated it, um, but we were still in escrow. Yeah, and right. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't actually buy it, so you weren't liable. We were good. So uh, with that family, though, that I've sold quite a few homes to, then I showed the home to the mom and dad um, for the daughter. And the, the daughter bought the house, her and her husband. And then the mom and dad said, hey, we want to move. So they sold their house and they bought a house. And then their, their other daughter wanted a house, so they bought a house. So I've had like quite a few transactions within that family, um, but I go to all their birthday parties. I go to all of their Christmas parties. I go to, you know, I go to everything, but I actually, I truly like them. So it's, it's fun to hang out with them, but it's like, you know, if you've got those raving fans, you've got to work those people. That was five sales from one family, whereas a lot of agents will just like do the one and done thing. Yeah. 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 You become part of the family. I mean, I think that's, that's important. It's kind of the same thing as the beer at the open house, right? You're, you're, you're connecting to them on a much deeper level than most agents think about. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 
Incredible. So let's talk a little bit about software and technology and phone apps. Like, what, what you, What's your favorite phone app now that you're using on a regular basis? Uh, Tinder, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm engaged. I'm not, uh, I'm not on Tinder. The, uh, I would probably say, like, this is stupid, but Facebook and Instagram are huge. I'm always self-promoting. Um, Canva for your, um, just your, your daily go-to for creating cool, like, just solds. It's a free app, so C-A-N-V-A. And what's it do? It just creates, like, makes your posts look nicer, like, just sold. You can write on photos. That's um, cool. You can write on photos. You can put just sold on it. You take a picture of the house or grab a picture of the house and post it on social media. You don't have to do anything. Yep. And then uh, Watermark is another one if you want to put your logo on any of the photos. So you, you just create these templates. So all you're doing is dropping the photo in. I'm not, like, a crazy design person. You just create a template of your just solds or your in escrow or your pending. Um, or if you want, you create like a few of those because, and then you use it. If you're a new agent, take a photo of the outside of the house or from the MLS and use the just sold. And then take a photo of the inside out of the house, put in escrow and then take a photo. So then you can do it throughout and use that uh, one house to look like you sold four homes. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And then once it closes escrow, you can put closed escrow, sold, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, watermark. I'm going to get that today, you know, and you just put your logo on there and they just drop it in there all the time. It's a constant reminder, right? Yeah. So those are probably my, um, my go-to apps. And then obviously just make sure you utilize what's your local, your local um, association has. So uh, I know like HomeSnap is what we have here. I think it's nationwide, um, but it's just super easy. So anytime I go to a house and I'm showing a property, I'll pull up my HomeSnap app. And I'll look and see what's pending around in the area or what's already sold or what's active. So then I, when I show up to a house, I don't look like an idiot. And they'll say, you know the house down the street that sold on July? And I'm like, yeah, this one. And I just show them. And if you have an iPad, like that gives you, it's like all the information you need at your fingertips. So, you know, it looks like you're the fact person without them. Like these agents or these clients will come with Redfin and they know everything about the house. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, let me check on that. <laughs> I don't know any of the details. I and mean, these people have researched this house, you know, like the back of their hand. So it's, it's an easy app to have that you can just like pull up very detailed information about the house. I, I think a lot um, of agents NAR, NAR, RPR. What's that? So um, National Association of Realtors. I don't know what it even stands for, but NAR, RPR. It's uh, if you put in the address, it'll tell you what the house should be worth based on tax record. But then I always say, you know, it's kind of like Zillow and Redfin. You never truly know. Um, but it also tells you the average increase for the home in the neighborhood. So if you can spit off a few facts and say, you know, 92104 has seen a 7.3% increase in the last 12 months, whereas Mission Valley at 92108 has only seen a 6% increase. This is due to because more, more people are moving to metro areas. So if you're looking between the two neighborhoods, I would suggest 92104 because the people are flocking back here. And I think you're going to see a larger increase as the years go by. I don't know, but I say I think, and just from the facts, you can kind of assume like people are moving to more dense areas. Um, and if you can show based off of increase in prices, um, NAR, RPR will tell you the, the average increase. Yeah, that's cool. I saw you know that done on a market analysis of, of someone did for one of our courses, certified listing agent, and they, they took all the tax records and then they compared the tax records to the actual sale prices, and then they took the subject's tax record, the person that's house they were talking to about listing it, and said, you know, the average house has sold 4% above tax records. 
your tax record is says you're worth seven hundred. So you know, I think we should list it for seven twenty eight. And 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 I assume that's probably something similar to that. Yeah. No, and it, it just gives you the the facts because, like I said, any agent is going to be able to show a home. And with these with these brokerages that are offering discounts like crazy, you need to come with value. And I truly, I do know the increases for my neighborhoods. I know um, one thing in certain towns is the tax, um, like different areas of the town will have different tax rate or different tax rates. San Diego's not that way, but Temecula is a town that's a suburb of here. I don't sell in Temecula, but um, I know that the agents out there, if you know the tax record and know, uh, hey, if you go across that street, it's going to be 2%, whereas over on this side of the street, it's 1%. That's going to be a big difference for you. And if you know that kind of information to save your clients money, they'll see that you add value. And that's the kind of stuff I was talking about at the open house. If you know the school districts, if you know that this district is a, a nine out of 10 score, but that one over there's a six out of 10, that's why this house is worth more. That's huge. Yeah. I think a lot of agents fall prey to that. Um, just being dumb agents. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing worse than asking an agent a question or asking any salesperson a question and have them not know the answer. Um, yep. product knowledge, right? Be like, oh, I don't know. But then they meet someone like you or someone who, who has access to the apps because most of the agents probably won't know unless they only sell houses on that one street or in that one neighborhood. Once you become busy, you know, and they're doing a lot of business, it's hard to know everything. But, sure. you know, so long as you got the apps there and the information there, like, yeah, you don't even say, I don't know. You just say, oh, yeah, yeah, this one or yeah, uh, yeah, that house sold, right. And then that, that one sold, right. Yeah, and it sold for this. And this is, I mean, yep. you're just that much more better of an agent. Yeah, they don't care if you have an iPad in front of you and you're clicking on houses and talking about it. Just don't say, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you don't know, if you truly don't know an answer, don't lie ever in real estate. Uh, don't fib, don't do anything. I'm like the most ethical because it will come back to bite you in the ass. But the, uh, like just have the facts and, the, and the, the resources. You have it all available. Take a lot of classes at your local association if you're new. That's where you'll discover these things that other agents are using. Um, you know, if 90% of the time the local classes are a waste of your time, well, you just got 10% of value and that's worth it if you're brand new. You're not doing anything else anyways. You're not selling a house. Go to, go to class. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, this is great stuff because I think that the whole, the whole idea, I, you know, I've been to classes before they taught, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. I think that's gone in today's yeah. world. I think that's gone. I think we want instant. Because you know what? Yeah. Everybody wants instant and half the time you forget. Yeah. You know, you forget and then you look like someone who doesn't follow up or, or makes false promises or whatever. It's inefficient because then the next day you got to create a to-do list and, oh, yeah, I got to do this. And, you know, no, don't ever say, I don't know, but I'll find out. Just say, yeah, sure, great question. Did it, look it up. Figure out a way to look it up. Or do it on the spot. The thing that I do best on is I, always yeah, have, absolutely. I have a zero inbox policy. So at the end of the day, I want zero inbox. I email myself questions that people say to me that I need to do so that I can just look in my inbox. If I have to have a zero inbox, there's no way I'm going to miss it by the end of the day. Yeah. So that's something that I just run to for my go-to. I always email myself, never read an email without responding. Um, and if you respond, Hey, I'm going to be working on this email yourself that email again so that you don't forget to go back to it. That's the biggest thing that I found is like staying true to your word over promise and under deliver. That's like the worst thing you can do with a the client. They'll just move on. 
This is awesome. Well, listen, Mark, this has been great, buddy. I, I, I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. I'm going to put all of Mark's information at hybendigital.com backslash Mark Pattison. It's P-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. P-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. Everything we talked about, uh, some of these apps that we talked about. And Mark, as you know, everybody that comes on the show uh, brings with them a free gift, a free PDF or something that agents can download. What can you give to the agents today so that they can use, in their, use it in their business? Oh, I, uh, I didn't have this exactly prepared, but I do have a, someone who's starting a team. So that's kind of where I'm going through right now and how the, our, kind of our topic was surround yourself with people that are a little bit further ahead than you. So if I'm a little bit further ahead than you and you want to start a team, I'm more than happy to uh, share with you my online like onboarding university. So I can create that into a PDF and send it off and, and put that on that site. That's awesome, dude. I'll, um, uh, guys, all this will be on Mark's show notes. Just go to hybendigital.com backslash Mark Patterson. We're also going to put it in the toolbox for your use at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Mark, you've been a great guest, buddy. Tons of meat and potatoes in this episode. Thank you so much. Of course, yeah. And if you ever want me back, uh, now I know kind of what to prepare for. And thank you for having me. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>